Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Once again, fellow basement dwellers, this is your good pal Patrick O'Dowd bringing you into another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. And we got two straight episodes now where Rick has made it to the show. Welcome back to the show, Rick. I what, just made it by the hair of my skinny skin or something like that. But I'm here. Jenny welcome Chin Chin. Jenny Chin Chin. Welcome back. We, we got the panel of five again uh, today. We do have David Ungar. We've got PC Tunney. We've got DPP. We're here to talk some some nerd. We've got a, a lot of... How do I describe it? We're going to talk a little bit of Deadpool today. My favorite fourth wall breaking character. I see some thumbs ups around the, uh, the, the table here. We're going to go into a little bit of an update around Comic-Con. We're going to tear apart Redbox for a little bit today. It's, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. We're going to talk a little chair shop business. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a meeting of the minds uh, before we go into break. On the so, air? On the air. on air. I know. With no background, no context. No mm. background. This uh. is where... All it's right. a performance review for Rick. That's what it is. Oh, we're going gosh. to we're going well, to that'll, evaluate. That'll be, that'll be quick. Hey Rick, yeah. step into my office. <laughs> no, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, do you have a minute? Do you have a know. minute to step into my office? I was that was always my favorite supervisor thing. Be like, do you have a minute? Like, I have a minute now because you're telling me I gotta go into your office. Hey Rick, Jack. Rick, Rick. Listen, job, how old so. are you, Rick? Can I? How old are you? Thirty-three. So it's not too soon for a prostate exam for you. That that's part of your punishment. Well, you promise? Promise. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I never. Um, I, 
I always tell him to page me at a certain extension and then ask him to come to the office. Nice. I like that one. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, but before we get into any of that, um, we also put it out to our, our listeners and all 31 of them responded to a poll that we posted uh, to determine what our next show is going to be because we finished Lock and Key last week. And I've got to tell you, fellas, early on, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous about where the results of this poll were going to be because there were four options. Four options. You had the CW uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths. Oh, yeah. Is- Act like you don't know what it's called. That's cool. I get it now. I see I see which way the table slants in this direction. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Wow. Well, you know, to quote Greg DeMarco, it's, it's kind of my show. So um, anyway... We had Tales from the Loop on Amazon as one of the options. We had The Boys also on Amazon Prime. And I forget what the fourth one was. What was the fourth one? The one uh, I don't know. Apparently, if you don't remember it. Umbrella Academy. <laughs> oh, the Umbrella Academy. That's right, on Netflix. And so early on, Crisis got out to an early lead and had a fairly sizable thing. But in uh, the end, the winner, drum roll, please. Nobody uh, can do a drum roll. Dan, sound bite. He's looking. He's he's looking. He's looking. He's looking. It doesn't matter because I'm impatient. It's your... it's the... What's that? There it is. Nothing. Sorta. All right. Anyway, <laughs> winner of the poll is the boys. The boys on Amazon Prime, and I got to tell you, fellas, I am very excited about this. This show, I think, honest to God, that Rick, I think you'll like it. I think I you'll like it. Amazon Prime, so I need someone's login. Well, you know. Somebody will help you with that, I'm sure. Um, anyway, the boys, and here's why I'm excited about this. So this show one is really, really good. I hope Dave watches it, or I'm glad to make Dave watch it. I know Dave's expressed interest. I think Tony will like it if you haven't seen it. And I know DP has already watched it, right? Is that correct? So yes, you sir. and I, you, you know, you you're not, you're not going to have to twist my arm for this one. You and I get to play the Tony role from Lock and Key, where we get to know everything while everybody else talks about the show and that that's exciting i'm excited i'll tell you can we, that can we get to the ex- what, what is this about what is this about imagine so, a world can i may i patrick go, i mean go for it because you've no, seen the no, whole no. thing so i don't want you to tip anything I, you know? oh i don't i don't spoil anything okay. but yeah but it's basically imagine a world where superheroes are privatized that's generally it you know, right? Break I, that word down, Dave. Elaborate on that word. Privatized? It means for hire. Superheroes for hire. In other words, imagine if Superman could be rented out by some potentially nefarious organization to do their bidding. Right. Okay. That's the general gist of it, right, Patrick? Right. Basically, yeah, basically. So, yes, yeah, so superheroes have been privatized across the United States. There's one corporation that runs them. They actually have regions. So, like, superheroes get, like, licensed out to different regions. And this is from the comic. This isn't anything that impacts the show in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but the other thing is, is that it really takes a long, hard look at how do we think people would really act if they got superpowers? Like, and we're given this level of fame and exaltation. And it's, it's fascinating to watch. The only thing I'm going to share is the op- is one of the opening scenes from the first episode that kind of gives you an idea of where these superhero stands and it introduces you to the main protagonist this guy who is saying goodbye to his girlfriend on a street as she's about to go to work or something oh, 
and in don't, the middle don't give this away <laughs> don't nope. give this away i know what happens here <laughs> but in the middle of this conversation she explodes in his face because one of the superheroes that is privatized has super speed and runs through her and causes her to blow up way to not and give so, it way to not give it away patrick again <laughs> you'll get over it that's the <laughs> hook to the show leader and for the gets, title in the clubhouses explodes in his face right and here's the thing is that is just scratching the surface of the stuff that goes down on this show so i'm excited about it um carl urban's in it uh from uh what did you most recognize carl urban from he was judge dread he was in um lord of the rings he was uh he's been in a lot of stuff like that writer to rowan yeah yeah he's been all over the place that's right he was uh in lord of the rings yeah uh rohirrim right right um and i'm just forgetting his name wasn't he in doom as well with the rock he was in doom he was the good guy in doom he's the guy who like has to fight the rock so very excited about it. And here's the other thing of why I'm interested in the show is if the timing goes right and the rumors are true, season one is right now available. It's eight episodes long. Season two is set to start up shortly after we would be wrapping season one. And so it could actually lead very nicely into new content if we wanted to keep going with the show, we find that we like it. And seeing as, you know, it's not on that timetable with Netflix and where we've got probably a million years until Lock and Key hits season two, probably a million years until The Witcher season two hits. This is at least content in the bag and maybe hopefully would even tide us over until we get to The Mandalorian. When is that? That's, o- that's October, right? Yeah. And anybody watch the, I mean, not to divert from the boys, but anybody watch the behind the scenes stuff on Disney plus with Mandalorian? Not, yet? not yet. Okay. It is in my queue. I just haven't found time to watch it. I haven't got um, there either, but good but stuff. Man, I really it's, want to. I'm really interested. It's, it's excellent. Good. That I hope so. I, I'm glad to hear yeah, that. I want to watch it. Maybe that should be it, our, our, all of our extra credit for one of the coming weeks is for all of us to get through that. For me, knowing how big of fans each of you individually, and sorry, Rick, I you know you're part of the bandwagon part of the show, but between Patrick and Dave and DP, they're the biggest nerds I know, and that's a big compliment. And knowing what you guys like and don't really like, you will you will thoroughly enjoy the gallery. Yes, it's 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 phenomenal. It's all the people you want to hear their thoughts on what happened. It's I got I got to give Dan a shout out. Wearing the Ducktail shirt today, that is fucking awesome, man. Look at that thing. I thought I had to get on the bandwagon and wear, you know, nerdy shirts because everybody else was doing it. That's awesome. That's and awesome. see, today I wore a University of Illinois shirt because the football program finally got a recruit, like any recruit, like just from, about he, fucking time. Was Jesus he from Wisconsin? Hey, I will, I will uh, say that. True, Go ahead, Patrick. True story, Tony. No, but their one of their first grad transfer recruits was a Wisconsin Badger. For this this season, uh, defensive end, I think. I want to say one thing about the poll. Despite the fact that we got twenty eight more votes than I anticipated, I thought we would get our usual three listeners. And despite Rick shitting on all four options, <laughs> uh, I loved. I mean, that poll was super super close. I mean, what boys at thirty five, crisis and umbrella tied at twenty nine percent. Tales from right. the loop, not so competitive, but that's all right. Uh, but man, that I- was that was tight. Tight. Well, and I, I think if you talk about it in the in this uh, sense of the, you know, the joke that that Rick made was that 
Like none of these were like mainstream titles that folks had heard of. And I will say of the three options, Tales from the Loop is the the least known entity out of those four, followed by Umbrella Academy. I'm I'm surprised the Umbrella Academy got as much as it did, just because I didn't expect people, even if it was only 31 voters, I didn't even expect that many people to vote that strongly for it. I, I mean, maybe it's because it's got a talking chimp. Uh, I made up uh, eight fake Twitter accounts in order to place those votes. <laughs> Good job. Can I, Academy. Say, can, nice. can, I just say, can I just say I'm not a, I'm not a hayseed, Patrick. Okay. Oh, I don't know. You know. I am from a town of 4 million people. I'm far from a hayseed. And well, then you, just, and you just called it a town. Uh, and <laughs> you, you sound like you grew up behind a hay bale on a barn somewhere in I don't even know where. I asked some reasonable questions. Kansas. What are these shows asking for the, the independent uh, bandwagon person? And I get shit on on Twitter by a co-host. I just I just don't know anymore. We were supposed to educate me, but now I'm getting called names and I just I don't even know where we're going anymore. Well, we're all about hurting feelings. So, I, you know, <laughs> I the, the, yeah, where you the been the last 20 episodes? <laughs> I will tell you, Big Rick, that uh, I started Dead to Me season two. Uh, so it is fantastic. Thank you. For for what it's worth, I added Dead to Me to the Netflix queue. I'm just busy watching Shit's Creek right now. And it's sorry. Like, it's that's my Netflix watching hey, right now. Rick Platt. No spoilers. Platt's, I haven't started yet. Platt's messaging you on Twitter, Rick, just so you know. Trying oh, to, yeah. He's trying to verify your Who location. Here's what Platt says. <laughs> if you want to know what Platt thinks, tune in Wednesday nights, uh, Thursday nights, sorry, on thechairshot.com to Pot as well. Mm. Why oh, is he asking if I'm on if I'm on the show that I was on when it originally aired? Of course I'm on the show. Yes. Oh, I think I know why Platt wants to know what's going on. Does he want to join in? Oh Jesus, we do not need a sixth person on the show today. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm having Edit enough trouble out, wrangling four. I, I didn't I didn't I did I did not provoke this whatsoever. So I'm just I'm just letting you know. I'm just giving you some insight. I can stop this. I love I love how as soon as Rick comes back to the show, now Platt's interested in being on. Never mind Tunny. <laughs> never mind DP. Never mind me who drank with the man in New Orleans. It's Rick, you know. It's always about Rick. Rick makes things better. So I mean Yes. Yes. Oh Jesus. Hey Rick, now, see, Rick, I just wanted to know, are you out of the doghouse with your wife for that shit you posted on Facebook, buddy? You know, just <laughs> Which post? Jesus Christ! All right, there's so post I can think of right now. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Let's let's it's let's rate this in. We got a show to cover. Last three months, but yeah. Oh, Jesus! All right. So enough about that. Next week we start by reviewing episode one of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Let's stop tearing each other down and let's tear down Redbox. So I'm floating around on Facebook today. And I see this post, you know, an ad post from from whatever, from Redbox. And it's this picture of a tournament bracket. And it's like, who do you have winning our movie franchise tournament? And so I open this thing up and I immediately am like, I have problems with this. So I'm hoping to show it's not going to screen. I do. I have problems with this. Um, it is not going to let me do what I want it to do. I want to share a screen. But it's sharing terribly, so I'm not going to do that. Let's see what happens here. Share screen. Or Start just go back into our chat. There it goes. There it goes something. Ooh. Ah. What do you oh, see? You see Hi, yourself? Hey, I'm Dr. Neek. It's How's like, that? That, that looks good. good. There you go. All right. So 
Well, you know, let's hear it for technology and Skype's, you know, insanity and in making this more difficult than it needed to be. So they've divided this this tournament up, and it's only a tournament. It's a 16-franchise tournament, right? And amongst these franchises, they've divided them up into categories uh, based on genre. Think regions, I guess, if you're an NCAA tournament person. Uh, they divided them up into action, animated, horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. And before we get into just breaking this thing down, let's let's quickly I'm going to quickly go through the the different regions. So first we've got action. In the action region, they have the Fast and the Furious matching up against the Avengers franchise. They have the John Wick franchise matching up against Indiana Jones. In the sci-fi fantasy franchise, they've got Harry Potter matching up against the Star Wars franchise. Can I can I just inject right here and we can can because like they were so lazy as to just put Star Wars. I agree. We'll, we'll get. We're gonna get there. Hashtag. Oh, save it. Sorry. Sorry. Then we got. Then we got Lord of the Rings matched up against Jurassic Park. In the horror region, we have the Scream franchise matched up against Halloween. Child's Play franchise matched up against the Saw franchise. And then in animated films, they have the How to Train Your Dragon franchise against the Despicable Me franchise, the Shrek franchise versus the Toy Story franchise. So I know that there's a lot of thoughts swirling around here. Dave, I had to like, Dave started with one opinion and then I saw like the three dots in the chat thing. And I was like, you know what? Let's just save it for the podcast. Dave, your first issue was with the genres. So at least that I know of. So why don't you just, why don't you start breaking this down for us as to your problems here? Cause I got problems too. <laughs> where do you be? Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, we're going to do a tournament involving four different genres with only 16 movies uh from or 16 franchises from all time the genre you know matching genres against genres in movies is just a bad idea i mean re realistically how are you going to compare toy story let's say toy story beat shrek which is a not a given uh and somewhere along the way halloween wins so yeah how do you match up toy story versus halloween in any sort of it's totally different sorts of movies the selections within each genre themselves are fucking dumb. It's just like, wait a second. Horror, Scream, Halloween, Child's Play, and Saw. Those are the best franchises, you guys. I mean, Halloween, okay. Child's Play? What about the old Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, uh, even The Exorcist, if you wanted to go there? It's just, oh. it's just stupid. I mean, like, sci-fi and fantasy. is. How many different movies did we have on our just 80s project alone in sci-fi right. and fantasy? And now let's throw oh, in the 90s. Let's throw in the two. Where's Avatar? The Only the highest grossing movie of all time next to Endgame. But Avatar's not a franchise right now. Avatar's not a franchise right now. But it will be. But it's not. <laughs> like, it hasn't come out yet. And James Cameron, like, he promised us Avatar 2, like, seven years ago. It's it's the new mutants of sequels. Well, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just this but is no, this I, is a I, bad I idea. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, it's it's there's nothing trying to match these genres up against each other. May you want to do like sixteen franchises within one genre itself? Um, you know, okay, right. maybe that's something. But you know, to match up. <laughs> but even that, Dave. Even at that, it's hard. How do you distinguish Avengers being action or sci-fi fantasy? But Star Wars isn't. I mean, it, the, I'm with you. The sci-fi fantasy action, the line is so thin. And making that decision, it's almost as just put them all in a bracket. 
Don't even group them. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they want to do that, you know, do you know the sixteen greatest action franchises, and then if you right. want to, if you want to do something like that, then you have the winner of each, you know, final four like that. But you got to have a. I think it's a bad idea to match the genres against each other. And B, have a much broader, bigger field. You need at least 16. You need at least a 64 franchise tournament to make this remotely credible. And even then, it's got a multitude of problems with it. So I, 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 lo- I love that you're, you're arguing credibility over a Facebook posted uh, a <laughs> tournament graphic, by the way. Like, this, is, this is not credible. Yeah, you're right. It's not credible at all. And the the recency bias is what really got me here is like nothing before 1980. Uh, well, Star Wars. Um, but like that's a, not very far back. Like when I looked at the action franchises, how can you leave the James Bond franchise off of an action fran- like action genre? Like I just I can't. Because imagine. you got to put you got to put John Wick in there. Maybe. But I, that's my point. It's like that was a very sarcastic answer because I agree. Oh, I, get, I get you. I'd have John Wick John in the Wick. top 16 action franchises, sure. Oh, yeah, totally. But, but I mean, that show's getting a spinoff, too. Or that movie's getting a spinoff into a show called The Continental. It's yeah. going to be awesome. But, I mean, so it's, I, I there. Mean, it's worthy of one of the top 16, but one of the top four? Right. I don't know. You know? I, I don't know. Right. Well, and you hit you hit it on the head with me with horror. I think horror is one that's really, like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this is fascinating. Like, I think the Scream franchise is absolutely a top 16 i think child's play and saw are absolutely top 16 but if you're looking at top four and you're not including two of the most iconic horror franchises of all time in friday the 13th and um nightmare on elm street what what are you even doing you know wes craven's better horror franchise is left off of that list yeah exactly i mean there's there's just some major so, gaps and holes here. I do I do struggle with the animated franchises because there's not as many. Uh, and the ones that they have listed are kind of the ones that would immediately pop in my head because Disney doesn't really do a lot of... Like, most of Disney's animated franchises are Pixar franchises like Toy Story, Cars. Frozen. Frozen. Frozen's two movies, though. Is that really a franchise? If it's, like uh, a if it's more than one, isn't it a franchise? Well, a franchise would have to be three minimum, right? That's a so Rick, Rick argues trilogy, which that's fair because that's what they got the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is a trilogy. The you know the Terminator franchise in sci-fi and fantasy uh, is is one. Aliens, you know, we like the whole the whole alien sort of deal. Also, it's just yeah, left a lot to be desired. I this is one of those things like I opened it up, I read it out loud, and was like, huh. And it was like, okay, if we were going to rebook this, how would we rebook this? And the only place that I would struggle with rebooking it would be the animated franchises because I just don't know that there's enough that there, there's just not enough that I really think right. of and go, oh, that's a franchise, right? And I mean, you could almost merge like, animated into fantasy, you know, instead of maybe. having a separate genre. Uh, you so know, I looked, I looked some of the animated up. You have uh, Madagascar, Despicable Me, Monsters Inc., Cars. Ice Age, The Finding Nemo, Lego movies. So yeah, there's those. The you know, and if you want to go old, uh, the Land Before Time franchise. Right. By the way, fourteen movies or something like that. Some obscene number of movies because they 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 cornered the direct to video market uh, after a while, and kids eat those movies up. So, but uh, is there so outside of the horror genre? 
if you were to if you were to do your top four, and I you know I know we've done lists before, fellas, wh- where would you interject something that's not on these on this sixteen? Well, would you consider Back to the Future action? I would consider it science fiction. Okay, then I would replace uh, again. This is me. Uh, I'm not like you guys, but I haven't seen Lord of the Rings or the other one that was on there, so I would replace one of those. Loser with yeah, uh, Back to the Future. So. I mean, I would probably throw in like um, the Dark Knight trilogy should go somewhere Ooh, in there. My that, man, that yes. should go somewhere in there. I yes. mean, you know, give right. me, because you. I mean, from my standpoint, and I know we did it on the on the you know the um, you know when we did some of the comics polls last year. You know, I, I think the big the big matchup that that in these kind of movie trilogy things would be. The Avengers franchise versus the Dark Knight franch- franchise, which is the only DC franchise that can really stand up to Marvel right now. But yeah, that's the right. one. That, that's the one that's missing. I mean, blatantly missing from my standpoint on here. Richard Donner Superman franchise. Well, if you're going to say two movies are not a franchise, then no, you can't put. That I didn't. In there. I, I was asking if it was a franchise. I didn't say it wasn't. I said one movie is not a franchise. Well, yeah, I think I think the <laughs> Superman stuff from the Christopher Reeve era is a franchise. That Snyder got, cut. Oh wait, sorry. The uh, Donner cut. Snyder cut coming no, to I... HBO Max, right? Oh Jesus! <laughs> Please no. People forget Zack Snyder is a shitty director. I think what I would do for me, I would get rid of the whole horror side of it, and I'd put like comedy in there or something like that. Ooh, because there you I, go, DP. Horror is just a tough one to go against. Well, how do you all those other you ones? Know, it just doesn't. How fit. do you ignore comedy as a genre? Well, how do you combine action and sci-fi, and then have your horror and comedy? I don't know. Again, if you've got Did you six just say your horror and comedy, you're a horror. You're a horror. Horror, horror, comedy. horror, horror, horror comedy. comedy. And you wonder why I call you a hayseed right there. There it is. Horror. Anyway. Or if you had 16 per genre, then you're not, you're not as limited. So, but there you go. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe you go with the pod system of tournament, wheeling it all down, who knows, but, uh, just a fun little diversion that I saw today. Definitely just, what is this? What is this? Hey. Ah, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the smooth, smooth voice of Chair Shot Radio, one Christopher Platt. Probably drinking a white cloth. Can't you hear anything. Can't hear anything? You can't oh. hear us singing your accolades, singing your praises, man? He just stared He just stared at the screen. Apparently not. That was it, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Christopher Platt. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Nice. Uh, un- un- <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll figure out if Platt can get back in, uh, out and back in, out or back in. Rick, fix him uh, since, no, since since we're working on this. But, uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, it's just it's too limited in scope. Like, if you're going to do this red box, do it right. Get it get it to be something that is um, a little more encompassing. Why am I still and, seeing your screen, Patrick? Oh, I don't know. I stopped sharing it. I'm still seeing your uh, Microsoft Word. Oh. Your Black Panther background too. Yep. You. Huh. I don't know what's going on there. Sorry, you're stuck with the agenda. Sweet. Oh no. Uh, I'll see if it'll. Where'd my thing go? There it is. There's Platt. Platt, can you hear us this time? Do I need to invite Platt? I'm sorry. I could. I could fix Platt here. We. You want to hear him? Here you go. With attitude, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Mama made me mad. 
my M&M's. Mama made me mash my M&M's. Did that work? There you go. Yeah. No more, no more screen shares? You feel now better? Now let me try to add play. Well, I, I can add him too, like since I started the call. Pulling the curtain back, Honestly, everybody. I, I think it's his mic's not working. He can hear us. He left. He's fixing his mic. All right. We'll get back to it. We'll move on from, from this franchise tournament because I think we could argue about that. Well, not argue about it. I think we could tear that down all day like if we really wanted to. What I do want to do, though, is I want to get into a news bit that I shared with yeah, you all. Here. This is. Uh, well, now, now we can hear Platt. We can hear you, Chris. This is awesome. <laughs> this is good radio. This is good podcast <laughs> radio. <laughs> nope. Now, now, yeah, I'm now, looking at these. God, what is happening? He's like all these white people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. So anyway, as Platt continues to sort himself out, we'll hear his voice as he groans and moans in the background. There was a little bit of a news bit that happened. We reported a few weeks ago on an article of something confirming um, what we already knew, that San Diego Comic-Con was canceled. Well, there's now some effort being made by Comic-Con um, organizers to try and go digital. FaceTime camera. And, um, <laughs> that's awesome. And I hear the, when I test it, it works. It sure does. It really it does. does. It does it work. Does. Yeah. We, we are noticing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, we just figured you need uh. more editing work. Oh no! This is staying this, in, man. This is classic. Oh yeah, this is totally staying. <laughs> Sound preferences. Yeah, uh, I, I knew we should have did Zoom. Oh yeah, there you go. I mean, I I can do Zoom. I love Zoom. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> Did I mute myself? But if I muted myself, we wouldn't be able to hear you. You didn't mute. You didn't mute. <laughs> They should still be. We can still hear you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, Andy's I, gone again. Uh, wow, <laughs> Tony, you got to be <laughs> you got to be responsible for him, man. You are his uh, spiritual guidance. I'm having uh, a hard time being responsible for myself, Dave. True. So as this show continues to break down today, <laughs> I'm going to try to. I still forward. can't hear you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's laughing now. Ha! Huh? funny. Oh, he can't hear. Okay, bye. What the fuck? Oh man! Oh man! That's classic. See, get some aluminum foil or something. Work on the connections. I don't know what's happening there. All right, I'm gonna try this for a third time until Platt comes in. And are y'all? Oh. I'm just gonna call him. I don't even know what he said that time. Tony, get get Amber in here instead, man. <laughs> get Amber on the line instead. Uh, we're 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 not talking about anything on the agenda anymore today, are we, guys? That's, I want to talk a lot of Deadpool. We will. We'll get to Deadpool as soon as Platt figures out technology. <laughs> because it's it's what the hell is going on over there. <laughs> Oh, for, for fuck's sake, well, then be quiet until you figure it out. Bye. Okay, bye. There, there you go, guys. Sorry, working on things over here. <laughs> All right. 
So, as I was saying, San Diego Comic-Con is not happening in person this year, um, but there are works going on um, behind the scenes to try and do some sort of a digital, I guess, kind of what we're doing now, like this Zoom meeting sort of shit, um, Comic-Con at home. And while we don't really know a lot of details as to, as to how it's going to function or what it's going to look like, sounds like we're full speed ahead, even though it's not meant to be seen as the digital format uh, for the event. So I don't, I don't know, Dave, this is something that I know that we care about very much, something that we follow about, we talk about all the time. Uh, D, DP, Rick, I don't know, um, Tony Platt, if you can hear us. Uh, I don't know how passionate folks are about this. I know it's something that I love very, very much. Um, but thoughts about this? Thoughts about some sort of digital, Skyped, Zoomed Comic-Con? And whether you think that's something that works? I've, I've been to one in my life, and I made fun of the whole Comic-Con my whole life. The one I went to in New Orleans, after I went to it, I've never made fun of that world ever again. I tried to embrace it because it was really a great experience. I just don't see how I could what I experienced could take place in a Zoom slash Skype slash digital. I mean, I could see how you can do something, some Q and A's, but the experience of it was one right. of the, the best things I've I don't I don't see how you can transfer that experience to a digital a digital yeah. world. DP I've ring, never ring, been to ring a the Comic-Con. bell ring the bell for Rick there. That you know I know it's a DWI exclusive, but you gotta ring the bell for Rick. Thank you. Because Rick hit it on the head. Uh, you can't replicate that con experience. That doesn't mean you can't do something, though. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Right, right. No, no, you're fine. I just, I was going to mention, I've never been to a comic con, but it's something I've always, I wanted to do, and at some point will do. And just seeing what goes on at the comic cons and everybody that you know, everybody gets dressed up and and you know gets into their favorite characters, and it's about the community. It's about being there and sharing that nerd culture with everybody in a group together seeing things getting released, you know, first trailers and having that, you know, we talked about it with the movie theaters, having that, that group togetherness and having that reaction with everybody being there. I just, I don't see how great that would be, you know, digitally over something like zoom or, or anything like this that we do. I mean, it's an opportunity certainly to get some of that stuff out there and the content out there to still do it and have a bit of a community. But I think just, it's obviously completely different because that that whole idea between Comic Con is is getting together, getting dressed up, sharing that you know fun and uh, love of being a nerd with a community, you know, being there together. Right, and I think San Diego and New York in particular, some of these bigger these bigger cons nowadays, have become less of that experience, and have started to become much more corporatized. Uh, which is why I think that they're trying to go full steam ahead about ahead of it with this sort of digital sort of content, because I think it's much more about the hype train and the panels, because that's what has happened with Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con used to not be the trailer frenzy that it is now. It used to not be this big hype train of um, all these major studios kind of descending upon San Diego. And now New York is another big one. Emerald con in Seattle is a, is a, I think it's in Seattle is another big one where now universal shows up 
or Disney shows up. And even now they're starting to break away and do their own cons. They're, they're kind of cashing in on that culture. Um, I think that the, yeah, the community, like walking around that sort of thing, that's not why they're doing this. I think they're doing it for the panels. They're doing it so that they have the opportunity to monetize a little bit what they need to monetize and get their hype train going for films that they anticipate eventually being able to hit a big screen and in a movie theater. So, right. Is it Comic-Con? I guess it's kind of the same question that we would ask um, when we talked about WrestleMania this past year. Was WrestleMania WrestleMania because it had its name slapped on and and the WWE put on a show that was a completely different experience? Would this be... I don't know that I would consider this a convention because nobody's convening, but they're still going to do something with the Comic-Con label. What, what, What do you think? Well, first and foremost, uh, DP, you look like you need to be trekking to uh, Jerusalem right now. You look really, oh. real uh, John the Baptistish right now, brother, or Paul oh. the Apostleish <laughs> right now, brother. That's called a live gotcha. I'm looking over here. I see Rick got his uh, Donna Reed, the Life and Times of Dobie Gillis ass wallpaper hanging up back there. You know what I mean? We got Mr. O'Dowd, Mr. Uh, Dr. Killjoy. This the Melon Farmer. Y'all go do some shit. <laughs> the cops catch him, and he, he's the guy to go like, all right, come on, Chris. Come on out. They got us. That's P.O.D. <laughs> for you in a nutshell. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you, you're, still, you're still sore over me fact-checking your little Magic Johnson thing? Is that what that yeah, is? I'm butthurt. Yeah, I'm still butthurt about I can that, hear man. You. I'm going to give you some shit. <laughs> well, switch, switch to some Angel Soft or some Charmin, then, you big baby. Get some fucking Vaseline on that thing. Quilted Northern flag. Yo, Get I, some Quilted Northern. True, What's true story up, though. Play. I, I, I know. True story. The, it's such a, it's such a knee jerk reaction when I see shit like that because so many people believe that crap. That like when I see somebody that I like know and respect, like, like I don't know, I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough to know that I, I like you and hope that you wouldn't post something fake. And so I'm usually like, I just, you triggered me, man. And I was like, dude, he can't be, he can't be doing that. You can't, no. So I had to make sure that people knew that Magic Johnson was not donating blood for COVID-19 research. <laughs> Tell the truth, man. You were still pissed off at me. Do you remember last year when I got in your ass about posting, posting those damn Funko retweets every damn day flooding the timeline? You were still pissed oh, at no, me for I, that. So that was my I'm, this is my receipt I, for the Funko. I get it. I, I guess so. I started doing that again, by the way. I, start, I started. I started. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> and you know what? And here's the thing is I stopped caring. Like, I realized at some point, I was like, but I kind of want that Luke Skywalker Funko Pop fucker. Like, and if I win the damn thing, then whatever. Your 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 annoyance in your timeline, that's not my problem. Okay, so this is bandwagon nerd. So talk amongst yourselves. Speaking of Funkos, check this out. And I've, I, I I say on record, I've never bought a Funko or any of that shit in my life. But check this out. As, as, he as, vanishes he from walked away. It's a very and simple he, way he, to fix that timeline. It's called unfollow. What is, what is that? Is that Finn Balor? Finn Balor. Yeah. Nice. But wait, but wait, it gets better. Hold on, hold on. Woo! Oh, my man. We're Funko fellas or brothers. Now, here's how you know Platt's not a nerd and DPP that, is a nerd, because DPP kept this shit in a box. Hey, Platt, was that, hey, Platt, was that Greg the Hammer Valentine? No, the <laughs> nature boy. He's styling and profiling. Hey, don't, clear, don't, edition. Don't, clear edition. 
That's don't, don't, be right bringing, don't be bringing nope. down the hammer, by the way. That's that's not cool. Right here. If anything, I was no. bringing down. Is that Platt? Is that you? Fuck you, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> that we've is all, Axel Folk. All, all the shows we've got, got into a whole different kind of podcast. Foley. Foley. Okay. <laughs> All right, Serge. So, everybody, welcome Christopher Platt onto the show. You want to drop in? You want to espresso? He was, he was, he was hey. a little worked up, man. Good lord. Welcome well, well, to the podcast, man. Hey, all, all jokes aside, man, it's good to be here. I haven't seen a lot of you guys in a while, man. Rick, always a pleasure. Dave, my brother, POD, DPP, AKA John the Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> And you should have seen me yesterday. I actually put some moose in this thing. I got my hair slicked back. It was ridiculous. Nice. Terrible. Every Ugh. now and again, it annoys the shit out of Amber. I'll just sit in the mirror and take an afro pick and just pick my shit out, <laughs> the beard and the hair. And it annoys her to no end because I force her to record me while I'm doing it. <laughs> well, I figured out why it annoys her. Rick, Rick and Rick and Tony have the quarantine haircuts going. So, I mean, that's. I ain't got to worry about shit. I know. You guys are styling. Profiling. They got you know the American History X haircuts going on, but that's what they got. <laughs> I get looks from the dark people when I walk out my house. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I own Black Panther. Hold up. Oh, Just show right. my picture next time, Rick. You'll be all right. See, okay. this is my buddy. <laughs> this is my friend. This is flat. Yeah, we all know that works, right? Oh, boy. So... My best friend. Funny, funny story. We might we might as well try to add an eighth person to the show. Is is Greg Demarco's not texting me during the during the podcast as we try to get this thing reported. Anyway, um, I'm gonna try to get us back on track. Seems like Rick Rick you. It's uh, like it's like that scene in Dumb and Dumber where they're picking right. up people on the side of the road. <laughs> Bring them on. <laughs> Just to add anybody. Anyway, so it does bring us into. Uh, this this next topic piece, which as uh, Dave alluded to when we started the show today, he was like, "There's just this thing, and there's no description behind it. Well, we don't know what's going on." And, and I just called it chair shop business. And the reason I called it chair shop business is because uh, Greg Demarco reached out to me, and Tony's talked to us about this. Actually, talked to us about this after the show last week when we did our recording and about the chairshot.com and a couple of the changes that have gone on with the page and that there is another there's a section now um on the page dedicated to i think the tab is just simply called tony correct me if i'm wrong simply called entertainment correct yes and this is something that we have all wanted and uh in recognizing that i think we all fought really hard for it and i think we're going to do it justice so i would love for you to explain that to all the people and so a lot of what's going on on this page is this is actually going to start becoming more of bandwagon nerds little home in, in you know our little neck of the woods within the chairshot.com webpage and the chairshot radio network um, makes a lot of sense we we are not necessarily like we are a bunch of professional wrestling guys who talk about not professional wrestling stuff on this show uh and in doing that and looking at a lot of the content and stuff that we've put out whether it's our top 50 lists and, and all of that stuff uh we want to be able to start making some contributions to this entertainment page is, is really what I wanted to talk about uh, on air with all of you guys. And DeMarco had sent out a, uh, 
a little text conversation with me and, and literally while it was on this he he sends me a retweet uh, a resending of a message that i that i'd received from him on friday to be like we talked about this on friday what are we doing uh because he had an idea for us um to have a, a little bit of a weekly thing a little written thing on the sh- um on the website uh as a little piece of content that would be exclusively bandwagon nerds that let me let me read this idea to make sure that I get it right. Uh, it'd be a bandwagon nerds review sort of idea where we take a we take a movie, a show, or whatever, and the four, the five, the however many of us that that want to that week contribute a paragraph of our opinion of said movie, show, or whatever. And maybe we start with something simple, something that we've already all watched before. Uh, for example, for, for you, Rick, because we know you've done this, maybe we review the Marvel movies one by one. Uh, five of us, you know, we just start, start with Iron Man, get a paragraph, uh, each of us on our thoughts. We come up with our own sort of metric. Uh, five stars is so Dave Meltzer, I don't want to touch it. But uh, some sort of rating system. And we, and we just have some sort of, you know, weekly piece um, some opinions from the nerds. Uh, I'm open to some other ideas for this as well, um, or things that we could write or contribute, because I know that we really want to make this page take off and, and that we could have a lot to do with with the content that goes on there. Like, I'm already thinking about starting to do some recommendations on what I've actually been watching um, while we've been going through this shutdown. Uh, you, I, I rake you good. You all settled. I'm good, man. I just Platt held up a white claw and it just threw me off. I mean, I mean, I'm here. I told you when he joined. I told you ahead of time. Oh God, it's like I'm drinking with a bunch of sorority sisters. Wow. <laughs> As he drinks his whiskey to to solidify oh, oh, the skin. Yeah. That, that is a that scotch, ain't whiskey, or, man. That is scotch apple whiskey. juice, man. This he, is he the got a, <laughs> I can't drink. Juice. I can't drink apple juice. I'm diabetic. He got anyway. a urinary tract infection, man. He tried to get that shit worked out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, God. So that's one of the ideas that Greg came up with. Um, it was kind of pitching to me. I thought I'd turn it around to you guys. If we were to put something out there as content that was just straight from the nerds, what are some ideas? What are some thoughts? What, like, what could you contribute? What could DPP contribute? The Sorry. blood of Christ? <laughs> <laughs> the blood of Damn, dude. <laughs> you want me to give a weekly sermon? What do you want me nah, to do? Oh. I, I don't I know. Don't sermon from the Thunderdome. There I, you go. I, I think of all of us, you've probably the, you're probably the most, um, what would I say, the most competent to do a, a, an exhaustive video game thing. Good Lord. Uh, have- yeah, it's something we, we <laughs> kind of threw back before. I was talking with PC Tunney about that, you know. Trying to do a review of video games. Um, I actually thought of possibly doing maybe, and maybe it's maybe not necessarily weekly, but a a type of video podcast of playing a board game that we could do online. There's a game called Tabletop Simulator that a few buddies from my work have talked about getting online and playing. That would kind of be something interesting, I think, to throw out there. And play a video game and just mess around, and people can watch that. Um, reviewing video games, I think, would definitely be a very popular choice. Um, I like the idea of doing, uh, you know, a short paragraph, like, like 
like if we decide to pick a movie of the week or something like that, we could do that same Twitter poll. We pick, you know, go through four movies and put them up on Twitter and the, the winner of the, the vote, whoever gets the highest vote, we watch that one and review it. Oh, um, I like that. We will not be watching One-Eyed Monster. Dave does not get a vote. Uh, Taking that one just right off the table. No one-eyed monster. <laughs> How about teenage, oh, wait, teenage thinking... placenta? Is that on the table? Never mind. Go ahead. No, but but my thought the... was if, if, if we really... wanted to do something. I'm just saying, man, it's a bunch of 30-year-old ass, 30-plus ass dudes on here, and Dave talking about teenage placenta. 30 and up. And he talking about teenage placenta. We already going to get marked. Well, man. I want to slap Platt and say you guys have way man. too much respect. You can interrupt Platt. You can shut Platt down. You don't have to all be quiet every time that motherfucker talks. I do it all the time. Shut up, Tutty. Yeah, fuck sure. you, Platt. Fuck you. Shut up, Tutty. I just don't want to be accused of a white man holding a black man down. That's that's all I'm trying to avoid no, here. No, we're not accusing you of that. He likes it. He likes it. He schedules it every Wednesday night. I, I believe in social justice. I, I believe in, in the right. I, I stand for Platt. Anyway, I was thinking about this though, and we just went through and we did, you know, these rundowns of movies. And, and you know, and Greg, Greg threw out the Marvel movie idea, and that and that may be a possibility. But we've done Marvel so much no, on, on the show, so much on the show. No, because we don't need to talk about the rise of Skywalker and the piece of trash that movie is. And you wouldn't know. Well, maybe he listens to the podcast. I listen to the show every show. week. Oh, that's Dave's fault. Anyway, I just I think that Marvel's been done a lot. I do think Star Wars has been done a lot. I would actually like to lobby that we go back and we look at when we Rock were working Wars. on the eighties project and throwing out flick, you know, throwing out our top flicks out of the eighties projects to do things to review. Um, because we had a, a wealth of um, a wealth of movies there that like some of us had seen, but not all of us had seen. Some of them are classic. We could do our tops, put those. Uh, I like your idea there, um, DP, about putting it out as a poll, having folks vote, and then that becomes the topic that we write. It would just be like the timing of how we do the poll. Um, but I think that would be that would be an easy thing to do. I, I could get behind that. Um, what about bad movies? You know what I mean? Like when you go back to Killer Clowns from Outer Space or those Spider-Man movies that were on CBS in the 70s and 80s, Flash Gordon, the first Captain America movie. Did you shut your face? I am done standing up for Platt. You just shit all over Flash Gordon. Platt Gordon. I threw my hand up. That is just garbage right there, sir. You are a terrible human being. One of the greatest Boy, soundtracks of all time. Push Star Wars to the limit. Dino De Laurentiis telling people how it was. That movie was so good. Its lead actor quit, and it was still a great fucking movie. So you just sit down and you stay out of it. You said whatever Rocky, you say. You said Rocky. <laughs> you said flesh, <laughs> flesh Gordon, right? Platt, Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon. I, I don't like to put on. Quarantined far too That's long, Dave. Like. Oh man, we, we are in real trouble here. All right, so I'm glad to hear that you're all on board. We'll uh we'll see if we can take this debate offline. I'd like the bad movie idea too, even though Flash Gordon is not a bad movie, it's class and a great film. And you're wrong. Oh, but like we get so Master of the Universe, but it's still a bad oh, movie, sir. Oh, 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 hold up. That's no, that's pissed off Rick. Oh boy, okay. It's an everybody, man. That's why we don't have you yeah. on the show for often. <laughs> Tony, what's but, your uh, uh, what's man, how can I piss you off? 
No, you can't piss me off. I've known you too long. Well, but I am thinking you can do some of those little trauma movies like the Toxic Avenger, uh, stuff like that. Those are some those are some great terrible movies. Ghoulies, Critters, uh, good stuff out there. I think uh, Rick, have you heard of Ghoulies or Critters? I like Critters. The movie you Critters, Tremors too. Tremors. Oh, I'm not Kevin Bacon. Tremors. You know what? Tremors was a good movie though. Tremors was a good movie though. Kevin Bacon is in it. He doesn't make bad movies. Exactly. Hey man, uh, before we, I I apologize, but before we get started, man, did anybody acknowledge the passing of the great Fred Willard? Like, did anybody do that? Have we done that That yet? That was for the closing of the show, Platt. We we usually do those things at the end of the show, man. man. See, like now now we now we know now we know. Not so fun to work with Platt anymore, hey. All right, all right. Anyway, so I think you, we're you want to win or you want to look good losing? Shit. Oh Jesus! I, all right, Jordan, relax. I think we're on board now. Uh, we're doing some sort of writing thing. There's chaos in the streets. Uh, we'll 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 figure out how we're going to do this. But I like the poll idea. I like putting a movie up, having that winner. Maybe it's like a 48 hour sort of thing. We put up a poll for 48 hours. Winner goes out. We crank out our paragraphs and review. You know, you another could, uh, forty-eight hours after that, we can get that you done. Could put it. You could put it up on when we when we post the show. Yeah. You know, put up the poll, and then we're whatever movie we're watching that week, and then the next week when we get the you know on the next show we announce the winner of the poll, and we got a week to watch it and review or whatever. Ah, yeah. Something yeah, like I think that, I man. think we'll put something together. I like it. Feeling pretty good there. Uh, and so with that, um, I know you all love have loved hearing Christopher Platt talk, but we're going to take a little break so you can hear his voice a little bit more. Uh, as we do our um, time to pay the bills moment, you're listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the Chairshot.com, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. On the back end of the break, we're going to spend some time and make some chimichangas talk a little Deadpool. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit the Chairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. By, by the way, Odell, you're not slick, man. I have my doctorate in white people. I know passive aggression when I hear it, Melon Farmer. So Why should you, you visit TheChairShot.com? <laughs> Play the girl again. Play the girl again. Attitude, bitch. <laughs> TheChairShot.com. Oh, yes, Always use your head. All right. If I'd have known that's what was going to happen, I wouldn't have played it, you asshole. Sorry, Patrick. I apologize for no, no, <laughs> these fucking asshole motherfuckers on this show. It, it's right. I mean, I was raised Irish Catholic. Of course we're passive aggressive. That's all my mom knew how to do to punish people. It was always passive. Like that's 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 my people. That's fine. If you don't want to finish your vegetables, it just means you don't love them. Exactly. Damn it. <laughs> that's fine. You don't have to eat them. You don't have to eat them, and you don't have to love me either. Was your mom oh, was your God. mom Jewish, Tony? Is that is that a, the Jewish mother syndrome there? Uh, uh, wait, the a little bit wait, of the opposite. I'm ninety eight percent German. <laughs> okay, Doesn't that mean just you got can't, off. Never mind. All right, so I just got the belt. And, so I and this black, black people, we just sat there. We had to eat them. Like you, you would just. We're gonna sit at the table until you ate them. 
Yeah, we'll and wait. then I, I I discovered the toilet paper method. Just when ain't nobody looking, slip that shit in the toilet paper and throw it away. And it's like, ooh, these were good. I'm you done. Have toilet paper right next to your you know, table. You you keep it in your pocket, DP, for such occasions. Yeah. You don't keep napkins and paper towels and toilet paper in your pockets. I do that to this day. In your pockets or your glove compartment. Look, this really just came out of my pocket. It's a it's a paper towel. Where is this POD on the rundown? It, it's not, but who, who, who started talking to Platt on Twitter and got him on the show? Rick. <laughs> yeah, y'all asked for this, goddammit shit. You asked for it? I, I, you, call, you call me passive-aggressive and ripped on Flash Gordon. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll be good, man. I promise. I'm going to give my microphone. Yeah, okay. uh, it's, it's all right. You, you, you can contribute if you sort of didn't read the articles that we're about to talk about. So, um, which I already, I, I don't trust. I send these articles. I, I don't trust that they get read except for Dave. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dave reads Tony. Tony's claiming that he read them. All right. Um, but on, on the old social media this week, Rick, as Rick I was doesn't know how to read. <laughs> I no read things that interest Deadpool interests me. I read the articles. All right. So anything Star Wars? He looked at the pictures. There you go. Swipe right. So here, here was my thing: is as for some reason on my social media threads, whether it was Twitter, Facebook, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Instagram, Deadpool was like all over the place today, and I couldn't figure out why. And then I clicked on one of my favorite sites, uh, io9 gizmodo.com, and they had posted an interview that Deadpool co-creator Rob Leefield did. Talking about the, the the delay in a third Deadpool coming along. Now, before before we get into this, Rob Leefield is is known for like two things. One of them is Deadpool. Can anybody else, Dave? Do you know the other thing he's known for? No, I don't remember the infamous Captain America drawing. Oh, I think it was him. Have you seen it? So is it? So jump on the internet, jump in the Google machine. And if you do, you should be able to Google Rob Leefield and Captain America, and you can get the most ridiculous image of Captain America. It's actually this third thing that pops up when you search it. And actually, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin your guys' lives by showing you. Oh, come on, just get to the image. I just well, I love this screen sharing thing. So I'm gonna do it to y'all again. Sorry. Oop, that didn't do it. <clears throat> but it's Captain America, and it looks like he has breasts. Like, straight up, like, tits. That's it's, uh, disturbing. Sounds like a trans porn kind of thing. Straight up Dave's alley. It is. Not, right not exactly. Dave. No, that's not up anybody's alley. How does it feel, Dave? Huh? Can you read, Dave? Can you read? I can read. That's not up anybody's <laughs> wow. alley, man. I'm sorry, so, Dave. I didn't mean to be so passive. Right? That's what it. That's what happens when you take PEDs, man, and you no. don't keep up the workout. Like that, that shit that's happens. A of, that's a lot of trinabol. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's so good. So Rob that's, not Leifield, proof, that's not bulletproof. That's bazooka proof. Holy shit! Right, he, like, he's so, sex, seven months pregnant in the brawl. <laughs> so yes, fans, if you haven't ever done this before, do yourself a favor and check out. Rob Layfield's drawings of Captain America, because good golly, are they horrendous. They're the worst things ever, and nobody should ever have to be put through them. And yet, here we are. 
All right, let me see if I can get this screen stop sharing. Anyway, but he did an interview uh, that made a bunch of news because he basically pissed a lot of people off. Because um, he said in this interview that Marvel was basically the reason that Deadpool 3, like Marvel was dragging its feet on Deadpool 3. And that that is why it is not getting any progress. That's why it's not getting made. And that's why we are where we are now. So I, I, I start with that. So thoughts just in response to, to that little piece. Ludicrous. Ludicrous? Yes. All right. Why I've got holes. I've got holes. Oh, different kind of ludicrous. You know, to sit there and uh, say that it's Marvel's fault. That, oh, sorry, Marvel and, and Disney. Disney was in particular. Sorry. I would but yeah, probably br- blame COVID-19 before I'd blame either of those two. But, right. um, but I mean, realistically, Marvel's got to figure out, I don't know, man. You know, it, Marvel's so big on continuity. They're not just going to do like some standalone, hey, let's just bring a Deadpool 3 out here and not tie it into anything. They're just, they're not going to do that. So, you know, I, I, I imagine they're trying to set it up so that they're, introducing Deadpool at a, a point in the continuity that makes sense. Um, and maybe that's not to the liking of a lot of people's timelines who want to see that Deadpool three, uh, Ryan Reynolds is one of the, uh, top actors out there right now, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's more involved than just saying, Oh, they're dragging their feet on feet on doing a Deadpool three. Cause you know, you can have the fantastic four fan base saying, Oh, they're dragging their feet on the fantastic four remake or, the X-Men fan base saying the exact same thing. Marvel's got a lot of stuff to figure out, and it's horribly compounded by the fact that, like we talked, you don't have a Comic-Con, so there's nothing to sit there and get people excited and say, hey, here's a trailer, here's what we're planning on doing. Like last year, they dif- disclosed all of Phase 4. You know, Now this year, you're just like, everything's in a perpetual holding pattern. So to have somebody come out, even the creators say, they're dragging their feet, that's why there's no Deadpool 3, it seems awfully short-sighted to me. Well, and what role does Rob Layfield really have in the MCU planning process? Like, let's let's be honest here. What None. is he? What is, what is his role? None. Does he have a role? No, not that I know of. Yeah. Not other than being listed as one of the creators. Tony, I'm going to turn this to you because you usually make a, a very specific hand gesture when we talk about this. Why in the world would Disney be not that one? Why in the world would Disney be making? Like, like, why, why would we hold any credibility to the idea that Disney wouldn't make a Deadpool movie? There it is. Of course, we're not going to hold that true because Deadpool... I mean, I mean, let's just let let's just let Ted DiBiase, you know, put it out there for us. There you go. Again, I'd like to repeat that bandwagon nerds not really a wrestling, not podcast. wrestling podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just convenient. It's too easy. It's too easy. It was it was very convenient. You're right. There's too much money in this. And the thing about the Deadpool movies uh, that fascinates me is they're ridiculously cheap. They're they're made ridiculously cheap. Uh, they've all been in the in the scope of budget low, particularly when you put them up against other Marvel films, and they make bank even for an R-rated film that is you know that usually limits an audience a little bit. It doesn't make as much money because there's a reason studios want that PG 13 rating. It's so that I can, you know, argue that my eight year old little O'Dowd can still go see the movie because I'm the dad. Um, and I can give him guidance. Whereas an R rated, you movie, could give him a drink in a bar, sir. I could, uh, I could also go to jail, but, um, 
Not for that. Here, sir. Not for that. Right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, did, I found it very, very interesting that he's putting this blame on Marvel at this time, too. The timing just seems really weird. Like, why go after... And, and he doubled down on his comments and was like, these were misconstrued, but it's still true that Disney's holding them back. So it was just, it was fascinating to me to, like, give that interview where you know people, where, where you know you said something that people didn't like, but then turned around and were like, well, JK, but not really. Sorry, that's all I got. Like, anybody else can talk at that point. It's a, it's uh, tough. You know, I you talk about wanting to, you know, bring Deadpool into the whole universe and how his character and what they're doing with those movies are so different than, like you said, you know, we are trying to keep it PG-13 and then you try and bring Deadpool into that whole storyline. It's just, right. what do you do? That's, that's, that's what bad. Where does Deadpool even fit in the, in the, in the MCU? Yeah. Cause I don't well, want Deadpool's Nowhere do. at the moment. No, I mean, well, I don't I like know, look at who Unless he's most adjust the MCU to fit Deadpool. I don't want Deadpool involved because Deadpool shouldn't be adjusted. Well, well and he doesn't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want it. Like his whole character is he doesn't want to be part of any group or anything. You know, they brought in the X-Men thing and they wanted him to join the X-Men. And he's like, no, fuck you guys. I don't want to be part of the X-Men, you know, or anything like that. I, I like the idea of keeping him separate, having those you know, different type of movies. Those are more R rated movies where you can bring in a couple of those characters just in that movie, you know, a couple of different, you know, the X-Men or if you want to bring in a couple other guys or something where he tries to get some help, but doesn't want to be part of the team is, is fun and entertaining without him actually being part of the whole MCU or the Avengers or anything like that. He's kind of his own guy, but yet you bring in these characters little by, you know, in little bits and pieces of the movies. Even on top of that, his his characteristics of himself, the the whole R rated aspect of it, I don't think that needs to be adjusted to fit the MCU. No. And, well, no, and that's no. the thing, man. That that's what's so fascinating about the Deadpool character in the movies because they really were kind of a deconstruction of the MCU and everything that the MCU was doing. And you know, what I mean, it was fourth wall breaking and kind of tongue in cheek and wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the audience, letting them know like, yeah, the whole concept of these superheroes battling is just totally ridiculous. And that's where, that's where the charm from the whole Deadpool movie series came from. I don't know how he fits in that MCU, but again, like Tony said, everybody does have a price. So they'll find a way they'll figure out a way, man. If there's money involved, they'll figure it out. Well, and I think the other thing is, is that they have time and I can't remember what the timeline was, but it's already been pushed back for phase four of the MCU. That's pretty set. There's there's I mean, there's adjustments that could be done, but it would be adjustments, I would say, in terms of like when they injected Spider-Man into the series or into the MCU, where it was a part added in a film and then was put in on the back end with his own movies beyond that phase so it's not that it can't be done but you look at you know dave mentioned the fantastic four which has been announced last year's san diego comic-con there were two significant like additions to the mcu that were added outside of the phase four sort of announcements and that was the fantastic four which doesn't have a movie yet and then at the very end, as a surprise to everyone, they brought in Mahershala Ali to do the announcement that he's going to be Blade. And so they're bringing Blade into this. Now, Blade is another character that lands in that sort of R-rated area. Like, he's part of horror comics. He's a very darker character. So there is 
an opportunity to make these more mature if they want to. Uh, but does Disney want to? Does Kevin Feige want to? Does it work? I don't think that this happens because the X-Men aren't even going to be introduced until at least Phase 5. And we're not close to Phase 5 yet. But with all these other characters, why do they even have to try and bring Deadpool into the MCU? Because because contracts expire, Rick, and they need characters to continue (laughs) to to come in. No, seriously, like, Chris Uh, Evans is no longer Captain America because his contract expired. Like, that's it. He didn't want to do it anymore. Well, you can always renew, uh, you can always do new contracts. You could. So that's not. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I like it as a fan because I just hope if they take the Deadpool character and everything we know about Deadpool and try to incorporate him in the MCU, I don't think it's going to be the same character. Sure. Why are we still trying to drag the Fantastic Four out? How many Fantastic Four movies have we had and li- literally none of them worked? Why are we still doing this? Because Tell Marvel Dave. didn't do any of them. That's why. That's basically the answer. It's the same reason why... Marvel was like, you know what? We'll take this. We'll take Spider-Man away from you. You fucked him up twice with the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and uh, that that Sony did. It was just terrible. And then we had to get into a pissing contest between Sony and Marvel over character rights because suddenly Sony was like, well, we can make Spider-Man movies again, even though it was proven that they couldn't, and then they didn't. And who knows? That argument may blow up in their face. Like, I like the Hulk movie. The Hulk movie is not a great. Marvel movie, and that's a character that they they wanted to take a crack at it and work too. The first two Thor movies are not good until they got the right director, um, and Taika Waititi. So, you know, I don't I don't know that it works. I personally love the Fantastic Four um, because I love Reed Richards and I love the Thing, uh, and I think that what is missing out of the MCU now with the death of Tony Stark is the next genius that kind of fits that role. And if you bring in the fantastic four, you get to bring in one of my favorite Marvel villains too, at some point. And that's Dr. Doom because Dr. Doom could easily be an antagonist for an entire phase of Marvel. Yeah. And if the fantastic four is done right, they could be a very effective gap between where the Avengers left off and wherever they're going to go with Avengers five. Eventually does, um, I'm asking this curiosity. Does, can the Fantastic Four um, connect to the Guardians of the Galaxies at all? Maybe. Fantastic Four is known to be one of the cosmic teams. Like, Reed Richards beat Galactus. <laughs> you know, like, and Galactus is a is a devourer of worlds. They were the ones who met the Silver Surfer, uh, who is an intergalactic character. So it's, Reed Richards is the smartest person in the MCU. Period. I will have no arguments. He is smarter than Tony Stark. And I get a bell for that. You get a bell for that pod. I guess so. But uh, I liked it. I liked it. I read. I read the comics. It's true. It's true. He was. They were the Fantastic Four, especially Reed Richards and Silver Surfer. Huge parts. Huge parts. So there's, there's. I actually think there's a lot of flexibility with the Fantastic Four that gets explored if you don't pigeonhole them into Victor Von Doom. Um. I hope if they do it, I would hope they would do it sort of Thor style where Loki was the villain for the first Thor movie. Loki gets away and then Loki goes on to bigger things while Thor continues to deal with other stuff. Like I, that's what I would hope if they did a fantastic four movie that introduced doom would do, because I do think you're right. Fantastic four could go cosmic fantastic four. There's a vacuum right now in science. Like, that's the other thing. And there's some characters out there that could get introduced that haven't been introduced yet. Uh, Amadeus Cho 
who is the son of the female scientist in Avengers Age of Ultron. That is this random Asian woman who I can't remember her name or her first name, but she's she's around in this movie and people are like, but why? And it's because her son, Amadeus, is like the fifth smartest person in the Marvel Universe. Like there's there's a lot out there, but you need they need that scientist gap to be filled and it won't be filled by Peter Parker. I like the idea, you know, like you said, uh, you know, Dr. Doom is a huge character, could be an awesome villain. And they still haven't done anything with Adam Warlock. You know, they Mm -hmm. had they introduced slightly introduced him at the end of Guardians 2. And he's a huge character as well that they could do both um, as a villain and then as a hero side of it, because he kind of was, you know, both in, in certain, you know, arcs of the story. And I think they could easily start him off as a villain. Turn right. into a hero eventually. Um, he would be a great character too. I think that they're missing out on so far. Yeah, his his alter ego is uh, Mag Magus or Magus, Magus or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah Magus. He is he's ridiculous. Uh, you know, and there's there's still some work to do there. Um, but to get this back to Deadpool, I I disagree uh, that you can't get Deadpool in there. Uh, but I definitely don't think he's. I think he would not be in ensemble movies. I think he would have his own flicks. And then it would be sort of that additional piece that adds flavor to a greater ensemble movie, a la an Ant-Man to an Avengers, but in a different sort of way. Regardless, there's no movie, there's nothing announced, there's nothing planned in the works yet, but that can't stop us from speculating. And I, and I shared some articles, some things. One is an obvious one. We talked about the fourth wall, and I, and I found this article. We got this covered, which is... It's it's the equivalent of a dirt sheet for for pop culture entertainment sort of stuff. They're they're big on rumors and all that stuff. Uh, They put out uh, an article, I can't even remember how long ago, but it was about Deadpool and this retcon movie where they said that Deadpool reportedly, when he's rebooted into the MCU, will know that he's rebooted into the MCU. My question is, is this the biggest, like, well, no shit article you could have out there? Or well, or the thing is, there? man, Hollywood has been trying to push Ryan Reynolds forever, and I understand why. I get the appeal. He's got that everyman appeal. He's charming and, and whatnot, and he's not a bad-looking guy, so I understand. And they finally found a, a, a avenue where he can connect with the audience. They finally found something for him to get him to that next level. So that being said, I agree with what you're saying, Patrick, is that they're going to find a way to shoehorn Deadpool into the MCU for that very reason, because Hollywood has had a hard on for Ryan Reynolds for how long? How long have they been trying to push this guy, make it work? He's basically, I know this isn't a wrestling podcast, but he's basically the wrestling equivalent of The Miz. They've been trying to push him forever, and it finally clicked, and now they found something with Ryan that finally clicked, so... Uh, yeah, it, it's hard for me to believe that they're not gonna. Those words aren't. Those worlds rather aren't going to intertwine at some particular point in time. Absolutely. And the thing about Deadpool is, Deadpool is always known. He always he's always known he's a comic book character. He's always known in the two movies that he's been in so far because we don't count Wolverine. I'm sorry, I just am not going to count X Men Origins Wolverine. That's a joke. But he's always known that he was in a film and in a movie and those moments. So I think that there's a lot that can be injected. I, I don't know. You know, you use the word shoehorn. 
I, again, I think if done right and done skillfully, it won't it won't necessarily need to be shoehorned. Uh, I just hope they don't have to retcon his whole story. Like I hope they don't retcon the first two movies at the expense of getting him, because then I do think it'll feel shoehorned. Uh, one of the things I love, and this is something that, uh, you know, if you look, go back and watch Deadpool one, the final battle that takes place around a helicarrier. And that wasn't done by accident. That, that helicarrier is supposed to make you think of the Avengers movies. And it's supposed to make you think of shield. So they've already got it set up in those movies that they've been there the whole time. They just haven't been involved in this off-world shit that was going on with Thanos. It's just a matter of putting it so Well, well, I mean, you know, with losing Iron Man and and Robert Downey Jr., they need somebody that can fill that role. And oh, yeah. I think Ryan Reynolds conceivably could fit into that role, that smart, elic, likable, charming asshole type of position. I think he could fit into that. Because, I mean, you see how things are setting up, man. The the top guy is going to be Spider-Man, Black Panther, probably Captain Marvel, and I'm sure they're going to introduce some more, but I think Ryan Reynolds could kind of slide into that Tony Stark's role, and I don't want to say he could be the anchor of the whole thing like Downey Jr. was, but he fits that bill perfectly, I think. For the smart elic, smart ass, yes. But you still need that smart, that brain smart. And I think POD was talking about somebody uh, from the Fantastic Four earlier. Reed, Reed Richards, Richards comes. Yeah. Comes so, but Reed, but Reed Richards is boring. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like well, he's, that's why he's, he's, a, he's he is milk toast. He is vanilla as vanilla gets. Um, is and so the, the comic character. Yeah, he's okay. he's because he's his his whole thing is he does carry a burden of guilt. Uh, you know, when you talk about some of his character traits and, and DP, I want you to get in there. I saw you making some hand motions uh, when, when Platt was talking about his thing. So I didn't know. Uh, I think that there, the thing is, is that you don't try to make a new Tony Stark. You bring in characters that can fill the void left by Tony Stark and it's going to take more than one. Uh, and I think that the, whether that's because you, you can't just have a smart alecky genius who drinks a lot. Be like, because then all people are going to do is compare it to Iron Man, They're, and then th- that's not what you want to do. You want to continue to grow the franchise. You don't want to try and rehash the thing. That's what we complain about in all kinds of entertainment. We don't like rehashes. That's my biggest problem with Star Wars movies that have come out, the new ones, is that I feel like there are a lot of rehashes. They don't build. So build, and how do you do that? You don't do that by just bringing back Tony Stark. You got to find a combination. And they have the characters to do that. So they have plenty. They have plenty of characters to do it. And I think we mentioned this last week too. That it's an opp- opportunities to take it to a new direction and add new new elements to a story that's starting over for the most part. You know, it's it's a whole new uh, story that they can tell, and they have opportunity here to to go with some new characters in different directions. And like you said, there's there's plenty of characters that they can pull from from the comics that they haven't touched or haven't brought into the universe that they can easily bring in and start making new villains and new heroes and and just keep on going. I just want to ask real quick, did y'all know that uh, Black Widow, the, the movie takes place directly after Civil War? Yes. Oh, it takes okay. place in the past. I, I'm just it, saying. I was excited to say that, but you didn't have to say yes so quickly. Well, I, I mean... <laughs> We're, we're the nerds, man. Like that's our, It's our job to know. I was excited <laughs> when I read that. <laughs> Whatever. We're, 
we're, we're, we're, we're supposed to be like, well, yes, we do know. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So let let me ask you guys, man, and maybe we can go around the horn or maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, I brought up some names. I brought up Black Panther. I brought up Spider-Man. I brought up Captain Marvel. I think they're going to be the anchors to this next phase that Marvel is going into. Was there a character that perhaps I forgot or do y'all think that that's that's what it is? Well, I think Thor is still going to be a big part of it uh, because Thor is currently with the guard. And I think the Guardians of the Galaxy... Um, will be a big part of it as well. It's hard to it's hard to pick one character out of the Guardians because they're they're kind of as a group are a character, but um, you know they're definitely like Thor is still you know that founding one of the founding member of the Avengers. He's still going to be around. I think you're dead on with um, Captain Marvel. I think you're dead on with Spider Man. I think you're dead on with Cap uh, with Black Panther. Uh, I think that I'll be interested to see what happens with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and what sort of role does Falcon take uh, moving forward? Because he was given the shield. Uh, but And I know that a big part of the show on Disney Plus is going to be about the ramifications of Cap's decision and whether that was Cap's decision to make. But, um, you know, I think in terms of, of leader of the Avengers, uh, it's kind of hard to, to argue that Black Panther could be the leader of the Avengers because he's ruling a nation. Uh, at the same time, Captain Marvel has already made it abundantly clear that she is an in and out sort of when you need me the most sort of character. And Peter Parker, he's never the leader. Spider-Man is never a leader when it comes to teams. And so I, I think that Sam Wilson might step into that role, depending on where they go with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, if you look at if you're if they're going to follow the comics remotely. Thor's never been the leader of the Avengers. Black Panther, nope. kind of, sort of, sometimes, maybe. Uh, Spider-Man, never. Uh, yeah, I mean, Falcon, Winter, not Winter Soldier, but the Falcon, when he became Captain America, yeah. I mean, maybe Bucky, when he assumed Captain America, the mantle, then he was the leader. But none of the other ones uh, who are out there right now strike me as being... Um, you know, maybe, I mean, if they wanted to do something with Hawkeye, maybe you could squeeze that out, but... I think that uh, the Falcon is the most likely choice. I think it seems like they're going that way. I mean, with they're following that story and the fact that the end of the Avengers was him taking over the captain's role, basically, is that he's going to move into that captain's position. And I think there's and maybe that's kind of part of that beginning of the story that they go with next is you're probably going to see, you know, him fail a little bit and trying as trying to assume that role. And he's kind of, you know, working his way to becoming that guy and. I could, you know, if they start bringing in like the Fantastic Four, it's going to be, you know, more of a cumulative group effort of things because you're going to have Reed Richards being the smart one, playing the Tony Stark smart role. You have, you know, Hulk still out there. But like you said, these a lot of these guys that are like Captain Marvel and Thor and Black Panther, they have their own shit going on, right? They're lead, they're running different things. They have their own country or their own world to run and control and they're not going to be the leaders. It's definitely not going to be anybody like that. It's got to be somebody like the Falcon or somebody right. who doesn't have anything else to worry about, I guess. Right. By the way, just real quick, can't tell you how excited and hopeful that the rumor of uh, Black Panther's next antagonist is true. Have you all have you all seen that rumor? It's Namor. Oh, well, they've been, they've well, been yeah, talking yeah, about that for a while they now. Alluded to that. They yeah. alluded to that in Endgame. 
with the earthquake underwater. Yeah, but I mean, right? It would be yeah, get him. Get DP him just in. figured out. DP was just like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Took me a minute there. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that happened. Didn't but even, didn't even saying, hit me when I was watching it. <laughs> what we're, 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 we're saying different. Oh, we'll get to that in a second, but I think we're saying different things, though. I'm not saying leader. I'm talking about the top guy. Like, for example, with the X-Men, Cyclops was undoubtedly the leader, but Wolverine was the top guy. So I'm not necessarily talking about the leaders. I'm talking oh. about the melon farmers that are going to be the anchors to this next phase in Marvel. That's that's. that's I'll just saying. jump in here since no one's recognizing me here. Isn't I, it more important in the casting? and the roles than the characters that they're going to put out there. And that's the biggest thing ever because Iron Man could have fucking stepped on his dick and fell flat on his face if it wasn't right. Robert Downey Jr. So it could be who gives a shit from whatever comic from you never read, as long as the right person is in that role, that's going right. to be the most important thing. And I've, I've said that from the beginning. That's the one thing Marvel has nailed over DC, the casting of characters. And Marvel. they tell better stories and they, you know, don't suck. And stories are and there for DC. They, the they stories did. are Zach there. Ryder. So there's that. Or J- Zack Snyder, rather. Yeah. Zack right, Ryder. Right, Zack Ryder's got nothing else going on. <laughs> Zack Ryder directed <laughs> DC movie. Oh boy. Yeah. No, Tony, you're you're absolutely right. I think that and, and Rick, you're right too. Like the casting, Marvel has done a bang up job of casting. I can only think of about one or two characters where I felt like somebody was miscast. Um and even then it wasn't terrible. Like I didn't like you know, I talked about the Hulk earlier. Edward Norton as the original Hulk. I didn't love that one. Um, I was surprised that Don Cheadle as Rhodey uh, just wasn't uh, wasn't sure how it would go, but I was pleasantly surprised. But outside of that, like you look at you look at how good they've been. Uh, Terrence Howard was not a great casting for the original Rhodes, by the way. No, um, <laughs> really get into it. Oh, it's Iron Man, man. Well, you don't think I was going to be Rhodey, man? What's <laughs> wrong with you, man? I couldn't do Rhodey, man. <laughs> no, you couldn't. You could not. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think casting is, does have a big part of it. To get back to your question, Platt, I think that if you're if you're asking who's going to be kind of the bell cow for for marvel and the people that they get excited about i think spider-man is an accurate one to to look at because you go back to we we played this we exited out of one of the shows where we played a live theater audience watching endgame and we only did the tail end of that clip but the beginning of that clip it's about a two and a half minute clip and it's just everybody coming back and if you just go by pops spider-man the place erupted when he swings back on the screen because he's back from being dusted. And it's a, it's a character. It's, it's interesting because it's a character that is iconic to Marvel. Uh, I would love to see them get, you know, we've got into the spider verse. I would love to see them get some of those characters in there too. Like I think the MCU would go nuts. If you want to talk about anchors, it would be great. Miles Morales. Uh, and Gwen Stacy as um, Spider Gwen, two terrific Spider Universe characters that would, I think, would be huge bell cows for for Marvel. I think um, you know if you, if you look at as you said the anchors, I think it's Spidey. I think you're right. It's Spidey. It's Captain Marvel, and really Black Panther are, are it uh, until they start introducing some folks. Ricky, you get all that drink there. What about? Here's a sleeper. Get it up. Here's a sleeper. Is it that loud? 
Yeah, it's fucking loud, bro. Here's a here's a sleeper character I want to throw out for you guys to consider. Um, Doctor Doctor Strange, could he be a, a much bigger character in Phase Four? They got the Multiverse of Madness coming out. You know that has the potential to introduce a lot of other characters. Some of the ones that we've talked about could be introduced through the Multiverse of Madness. Could Doctor Strange be not a leader, but a a much more uh, you know not a mid Carter anymore? Upper on the upper card of the MCU. I like that you brought that up, Rick, or Dave. I, I beg your pardon, sir. Just call me Rick. It's all but right. I, like that I don't give a fuck up. anymore. That's <laughs> wow. cool, Rick. The other Rick. So, <laughs> but I'm glad you I brought that up because I think that I think that Van Wagner is other Strange. <laughs> but I think that Doctor Strange does kind of feel that Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark's feel like we brought up Reed Richards earlier, but I think he fits that feel like arrogant asshole genius type of guy. You know, I brought up Ryan Reynolds cause he's, he's got that Robert Downey Jr. Charm just, you know, from an acting standpoint, but Benjamin, Benjamin Cumberbatch ain't, you know, he ain't no slouch when it comes to acting. So I think that he could fit that role as well. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch's cousin, Benjamin. Is that, is that right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Benjamin, Benjamin Cumberbun. Benjamin, oh, I'm sorry. Benjamin Button. Was that who played the lead in that version of the Avengers you bought off the street vendor in New York City? Somewhere else? At, at the barbershop, yeah. It was bar- Benjamin <laughs> Some dude with a fucking suitcase with a bunch of bootleg DVDs. Yes. There it is. I got the Avengers. I got the Avengers. Going with the watches right on one side. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it was back. the Avengers. Shout out to DP. I heard that. That was funny. Avengers. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we don't know what we don't know. I, I think that um, here's the thing about again, Doctor Strange is a genius, but he's a he's a magician and he's a surgeon, but he's not a scientist. And I think that's the thing. Like when you look at all the elements of what makes superheroes special and you look at superhero teams and you look at what makes them special, you've got all of these elements. You've got your powerhouses like your Thors or your Captain Marvels, you know, your uh, Hulks. They're usually, you know, they're very popular, but they're great in spurts. You've got the sort of unquestioned sort of leader who's never the best, but he's the one people follow. Like Captain America was never the best of them in the sense of his abilities or what he could do, but he was a leader and you like, you took, like you took direction from him. Uh, then you always have some sort of, you always have some sort of genius. You always have some sort of inventor that is part of that team. And Tony Stark was that person. And I think that, you know, you look at, you know, the root of Spider-Man's character and Peter Parker, science is a big part of him and his ability to invent big part of him. Reed Richards, he's the gadget guy. Uh, the thing that's interesting about the Fantastic Four is that they're on their own team. Uh, do they necessarily become Avengers? Who knows? Uh, and then you've got that person who's kind of otherworldly, like the Scarlet Witch is otherworldly. That that world definitely gets filled by a Doctor Strange. I think it definitely does. And, and he's kind of that sage, that guy you go to. He kind of did it in the last event or last Endgame movie where he's the guy, you know, looking at the, all the all different outcomes and like, okay, I've, you know, we can pinpoint the odds of you winning this and all these different things. And, you know, they can go to him and bring him in. And those, like you said, kind of bit roles, something, you know, they go to him for some stage advice and what we need to do to conquer this, whatever element they're, they're going against. I like that 
for his character. Yeah, I mean, he established that with the whole, if I tell you, it won't happen. You know, that just everything, right. like you're saying, DP, that he right. was, he's, uh, I mean, I, I agree with you, Patrick. He's not, he's not Reed, Retri- Reed Richards sort of kind of like along those lines. But, um, you know, he is, if, if they're going to kind of like do some of the, even though it seems a little bit late to be reinvigorating the Illuminati, that sort of thing, he was one of them. So he is one of the core Marvel characters that, you know, will make up whatever, wherever they're, I mean, you say that, but yeah, two of them are gone. Tony's dead. Cap's ancient now, so I don't know where that. Right, leaves. but Black well, Cap Bolt's, was, Black Cap Bolt's not even around. Cap wasn't in the Illuminati. I think he was, wasn't he? No, he was not. It was Reed Richards. It was Reed Richards. It was Tony Stark. It was Black Bolt. It was Professor Charles Xavier. It was Namor. There's seven of them, aren't there? Is there more than that? Doctor Strange. I don't. Know. Oh, Strange was one. Um, now, now we gotta go Google this shit. Jesus Christ. I always thought it was the Canadians, the Bruins, the Blackhawks. That's uh, a, a different Illuminati. Sorry. Fuck Cap, man. He chose to go back and live in segregation. So there's that. Cap? Oh man. <laughs> nothing, what? Nothing? Nothing? Come on, man. That's funny. It was. It was. There's six. There. It's Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Namor, and Charles Xavier. They're the people who decided to shoot the Hulk into space, amongst others. And each one had an Bullshit. Infinity Stone, right? Right. Yeah. Because they decided it would. But well, the ship is kind of sealed knows. on that story. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Well, you so, bring up Hulk, though. Do we know what's going on with Ruffalo? Is he coming back, or is he done as well? Because I mean, he oh. could fit that role as well. So. They they haven't really said, and that's the thing is they they um, there's a lot that hasn't been said about who's still going to be around. The Hulk's still going to be around. They they intentionally depowered him by the time you got to Infinity War uh, with him being damaged by the stones. Um, with him, Smart Hulk was always less strong than any other version of the Hulk because rage is a big part of it. Uh, and rage kind of fuels his strength and, and you know smart hulk is always calmer he's still ridiculously strong but he's not you know hulk in the avengers strong that raises an interesting question do you guys want the new leader of what's happening to be someone from the past or someone brand new i would like it to be someone new i like would as love... char- character wise right introduced into the like mcu oh as a new character introduced i don't know about that i or, if I or someone to... that hasn't been firmly displayed in the past right like we're not relying on anything we've done we're kind of introducing someone else into the lead role so like if we're talking about leader of the avengers i go back to my original argument that sam wilson is the guy that's that's my thought uh and the only reason sam wilson is the guy is because black panther doesn't have time to do it like t'challa does not have time to do it because he has a nation to protect and the most valuable resource in the world to protect so until sure takes over, a woman. I, I think it's going to be a woman because I mean y'all y'all know how do I say this without sounding like an asshole? Y'all know what Disney is about right now. Everybody, you know, everybody, and there's nothing wrong with inclusion and whatnot. But I, I think that the next leader is going to be a woman. Now, is it Captain Marvel? She mm-hmm. makes the most sense, but I don't know. I I think that the next leader, not Disney saying also, the top guy, just... but the next leader is going to be a woman. They also know their moneymaker yeah. as well. And that's just keeping it keeping it the way it is. Don't really mess with anything. 
I think she's going to have a bigger role. I don't think she's going to be the leader. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not saying she's going to be the leader, but I think the leader will be a woman in I, some capacity. I don't, I don't think so. I, don't, I think as it's much possible. As, I, I, no. Uh, again, there's a difference here's, between here's the, the leader and the top guys. I'm, you know, I mean, there. I, I tried to make that distinction earlier, but there is a difference. But I think the right. actual leader, I think, is going to be a woman. Yeah. And, and Rick, you're kind of you're kind of shrugging that off. But over in DC, the one thing they did get right that they tried to move forward as a leader was Wonder Woman. So it's not outside the realm of possibilities. It's just finding the right woman to lead. You know, and here's the thing about Captain Marvel. I think Captain Marvel is going to be busier with Sword. Sword is up in space. Sword is that if you watched Spider-Man Far From Home, when Nick Fury is on a space station, that's what they're building. Sword was like S.H.I.E.L.D. except in space to work with intergalactic threats. So I think that's more the direction Captain Marvel is going to be until we come down and have to deal with, you know, Kang the Conqueror or whoever it's going to be. Well, to, to, Platt's, to Platt's point, what other characters are out there that we haven't been introduced to that are women that could possibly uh, that role? Jen, Jen Walters, uh, known as the She-Hulk, um, quickly comes to mind. Uh, there's been, like, Sue Storm could, really, even though she's, you know, married to, to Reed Richards out of the Fantastic Four. There's Black, uh, Black Widow would be a good, I mean, if she wasn't dead. You know, Black yeah. Widow. Black Widow. She's lit. alive, Dave. Oh, please. <laughs> well, that that that's where I was going with it was Black Widow because it's it's comic books, man. How many times do people die in comic books oh, and nobody come back that. and they find a way that, to do it? True. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So and Scarlett Johansson is a star, so she, I mean, well, yeah. Why would they? And in yeah, the comics, Black Widow her? has has been a leader. Storm Storm well, would be the, another one. Storm would be another one, but that's getting you got to introduce the X Men, and that's going to take a while. Over in Wakanda, you know, I mentioned this name previously, but Shuri uh, becomes Iron Man or becomes an Iron Woman uh, in the comics, and could make a lot of sense as well. Like, and she's very much like Tony Stark. She's a genius. She invents like she is all about it. And in fact, you know, if you check out, you know, uh, Infinity War. She's smarter than the people who built the vision. Like mm -hmm. she's looking at vision and she's like, why didn't you do this this way? And Bruce Banner's like, because we didn't think about it. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's another very real possibility. And she's a very popular character that people love. And, and, and so I could see that kind could, of hitting um, both, could pepper, both stones there. Could Pepper Potts be brought back? Oh, in I, hated that, I hated that superhero character. Really? <laughs> I did that when she came in with the whole thing, and I was like, "No, nope. so stay stay in the office." And Gwyneth, wow! Oh, hey, Jake Abbott, thanks for the commentary. Hey, Jake Abbott, thanks for the fucking commentary. There goes wow. there goes the other twenty eight listeners for the show are gone. That particular character, I did not like her as a superhero character. I liked, I, I enjoyed the other women as characters. Her character to me, but was better fit to Stark's significant other or his assistant. Um, that's just to me. That's I think she fit better when she lifted the whole thing up, and it was her. It, she just didn't look right doing it. Rick was just, all like, "Get back in the kitchen!" Just glad he didn't say stay in the kitchen. Like that's a win. <laughs> so, <laughs> go back to the office. How many men work in the office? So let's not, Patrick. Let's not you, you better you better so reel this in before we lose so all let, of our so female audience. So let me ask audience. this question before you know before we get sued. Um, <laughs> is it because Gwyneth Paltrow is playing the role? Because no, because I, I I will say that part of my coloring of whether or not I like the character or not Gwyneth Paltrow 
I don't care for her casting in that role as Pepper Potts. Oh, uh, as a superhero. And here's the other thing: is she she was very fine in those first you know first couple movies as Tony Stark's assistant when she was where um, in the office. Okay, thank it, you. Anyway, oh, Rick. Okay, Rick. Oh. It's the same. <laughs> but she did exactly the same thing I said. In different. You know, well, I haven't finished my argument, so you can you know <laughs> stop. Uh, but that's cool. I'm always Rick, a horrible feminist. Yeah. Gwyneth never Gwyneth never took Pepper Potts in the direction that she went in the comics as a character, and that became pro- like she didn't. De- you talk. I talk about character development a lot, and I would argue, Rick, that the reason you don't see her as anything beyond what she was is because they never played her that way. And she never played herself that way. And I don't know that she had the capability, honestly, to play it any other way because she had, she was clueless. Like, if you l- listen to her do interviews about the work she did, she barely knows anything that happened. Or, she didn't know she was in one of the Spider-Man movies. Like, she did an interview where she talks about how she didn't know she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. And, and so... That to me tells you to that's why it's a problem for me because you could tell she wasn't buying into the character. And so she wasn't buying into the role that she was playing in Iron Man 3 when she's supposed to be, you know, super powered with the extremist virus. And she definitely didn't look like she was buying into it when she was playing, you know, rescue. And so that's my problem is that her work and what she did didn't sell me on the role that she was being put into play. But as Pepper Potts as a character, Pepper Pepper Potts is every bit the hero that anybody else has. And like I said, there's plenty of comics. Check out re- comics involving rescue. That that's all her. So the title of this episode is Rick shits on girl power. That's what we're calling no, this. That is no, not the title of this episode. No, I, I think Patrick O'Dowd. I think he. I, I, I need to work on my wording. But when you go from Pepper Potts, the assistant. To somebody flying out of space with no character development in the middle, it throws me off. And I look at it as, what the hell is this? How does you she work? She was a CEO, by the way. She wasn't an assistant by the time it was all said. Uh, on paper, but we know who ran the company. Let's not. Let's not. No, she she ran the company. You can ask Tony. Tony no. even said yeah, she ran the company. Yeah, she she literally ran the company. <laughs> that that <laughs> was the thing. No, this is anyway, worse than Wednesday nights. So all I wanted to do was talk about Deadpool. We've we've. De- dissected the entire Marvel. What I cinema. say is bad, but let's talk about Deadpool. Yeah, that that that's um. because uh, I, I I can't even talk about the last thing. We've gone so far away from Deadpool at this point. I, it feels weird to bring it back. I love um, women so much so that I in my marriage has been risks. You, you married a woman. <laughs> so, so much so that my marriage has been at risk. So let's just all right, all right. Oh, God. We, and on this week's episode of Too Much Into Rick's Life, we dot dot dot. Anyway, so let's 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 bring a wrap to this. I'm going to ask this question again, and it's going to be two parts. We'll do we'll do we'll do it once around. But does Deadpool fit into the MCU? And if the answer is yes, how does where do you fit him in, Dave? <laughs> Would you say it's in two parts? This reminds me of like in Back to School. I have one question for Mr. Mellon in 27 parts, you know, that sort of thing. So. <laughs> Two parts. Does he fit and where does he fit? I think and, he does. And if not, why not? I think he does fit somewhere. 
just simply because I don't think Marvel's going to make standalone movies. I, j- I just don't see them doing that. If he does fit, I think he comes in probably. However, they're going to introduce Wolverine. I think they introduce <clears throat> Deadpool at that point in time. I think those two come in together. He will be tied in with the X-Men. And so I know he's not like like Dan said or somebody else said he's not a, a team player. We know he's not joining up with any group or any affiliation, but I do think that they're going to bring him and Wolverine in at or about the same time. Uh, and, and I think he, he might, he might, it, it's hard to say where does he fit in because nobody really knows what direction they're going. You know, by now had you know, COVID not happened, we would have some idea as to where they might be going because Black Widow would have been done and we would have got the first glimpse of, okay, here's where they're going with phase four. But I, I, I yeah, I don't see them just doing a, a standalone Deadpool movie. I think Marvel's too, too hell bent on continuity right now. So I think they're going to bring him in yep. somewhere. I think he comes in with the X-Men and with Wolverine as to as to where um, I could see him coming in as an antagonist at first and then flipping babyface at some point during the whole thing. But, um, you know, using more wrestling terminology. But, I, yeah, he's going to come in probably somewhere. I would say early in phase five would be my guess. Tony, what do you think? Yes or no? I would love to see him involved. I think a brilliant way to do that would be kind of if you incorporated flashbacks moving forward and that he was kind of involved in certain things that already happened. He kind of has already um, uh, construed the past in the way that is right for the right part of the universe and then maybe plays a small part in the present. But like, I think they can really draw on the fact that he maybe showed up here and there and you didn't even see him. Rick. I just don't want. I think he has to. So yes, I just don't want him. I don't want Marvel or Disney to mess up why we love Deadpool so much. His character, his characteristics, the way he talks, the way he does things. That's what I'm afraid it's going to be adjusted to where it's not the Deadpool we love, but it's the Deadpool we like because it's now in the MCU. DP. Well, I'll play the other side then. If everybody else is going to go with yes, I'll say no. That he's not going to. He's not going to be fit in. Even though I, I kind of on board with they're probably going to fit him in somehow but i'd rather they didn't i like kind of the way they have him set up now where he's like you said he's not a team player he likes to be on his own let him keep his own movies like keep that r-rated type of type of version of him and have a few of those like they bring in the x-men guys with him and you know they come in and do a little bit of role but yet he doesn't want to be part of the team and they could do that with a couple other characters bring him into his movies but then not play, you know, part of the team or anything like that. I, I like that style that he does. I like that whole bit. I like that it's different than the rest of the MCU. I'd rather they keep it that way, in my opinion. Platt, what do you think? Deadpool, yes or no? Well, number one, I I, I kind of I agree with Dave, man. Number one, I love you. You already know I loved you before this started, but I love you even more for throwing out the back to school reference. Shout out to Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> but I, I think that I, I agree with Dave. If you're going to bring Deadpool in, eventually they're going to bring the X-Men into this MCU, and I think that's the best way to do it. Cool. I think that, I think that he will pop up in, in the MCU. I I Rick, to, to answer your question about whether or not you feel like he's going to be the same character, 
I would just ask if Marvel at this point and the MCU and Kevin Feige and all the people put this together, have they earned your trust with the movies that they've built together that they would get this right? 1,000%. So they have built a cachet here, and that's what really drives me to think that they'll find a way to do this in a way that makes sense. Because when you put something together the way that they have and the way that they've built this and the way they've taken characters that we've been like we've questioned. And I, I always point to the guardians of the galaxy because nobody saw that coming. Like nobody saw them being able to put this in and make it work and fit the characters and do it. And I just believe in the work that they've done, that they will do a good job with this. Now we could always be wrong. Uh, and that, you know, and mistakes have been made in the past. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I think he will. I think he'll be done in a way that he is a he is not necessarily a primary guy, but he's definitely a guy who's injected in uh, to various films. I think he does get his own movie in some way, shape or form because it just makes sense. Uh, and that he he is a team member uh, that people pop for when he shows up, but he's not going to be in a huge role. He's not going to play a a, a and I won't say a significant role, but he's not going to be the guy in the way that, that others may be uh, to, to Rob Platt. So I got to tell you, I did not expect us to go this far into the weeds over what was going to happen with the MCU when I brought up Deadpool. So good work, fellas. That is very impressive. Uh, we got a couple of housekeeping things uh, to do before we wrap up, bring this show to a close first. I know he loves to have this stuff made public, but I would like to wish a happy birthday to Mr. PC Tunney. Oh, hey. uh, his birthday, his birthday yeah. was earlier this week. I think it was on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Happy birthday, Tunney. This last happy drink of scotch birthday, is to you. Happy birthday, Tunney. Happy birthday. <laughs> Now, happy birthday, Tony. Now, here's the funny thing, everybody, is we're recording this on Sunday the 17th. Happy birthday, Tony. Saturday the 16th, which was yesterday, was my birthday. So, 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 what was that thing you did yesterday, Happy Patrick? Hashtag humble. Hashtag humble. Yeah, Happy there you go. I did, this, I did this specifically for Rick because Rick gave Tony and I in the bandwagon urge chat, gave us this hard time. He's like, why don't you make a big deal? And it, honestly, and I, th- I know Tony and I are on the same page. With, it's really not that big a deal. Like it's it's her birthday and that's nice. And like I had I, I had a cookie, is you know, YOLO. I had a, um, I had a fish fry. <laughs> I don't want to get too sentimental, but I've had a few family members not make it over sixteen. So to me, when I have another birthday, I, I find it a uh, no. That's that's cool, man. I respect be, that. Uh, be a good I drink to that. Shout out to Rick. I'm 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 the same way, man. Every birthday is a blessing, man. So you right. celebrate that shit. Because oh, there's I a lot did. of millifarts that didn't make it to where I'm at, and I'm here, so it's a blessing. So, yeah, shout out to Rick. Right. And also shout out to Rick, because my mommy bought me the microphone that Rick has for Christmas, so, yeah. Oh, nice. Shout out to your yeah. mommy, then. Not and, and, <laughs> and it's not that I didn't celebrate, fellas. Like, I waited an hour to get some Popeyes, um, because that's what I wanted for dinner. 
Uh, and that was it was worth the hour I waited and watched a, a Karen yell at the Popeyes people because that's going to get you your chicken faster. Jesus Christ. Uh, spicy your mouth, pipe. Don't go into the commercial. (laughs) Platt, don't talk about the commercial. Spicy or mild, pet? Spicy. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, look at you. Look at you trying to gatekeep me. Look at you trying to gatekeep me on fucking Popeyes. He he wasn't gatekeeping you. I promise. He was gatekeeping me. He was gatekeeping me. Trust me, because he knows how I feel about those Popeyes commercials. He was. Oh, look at you all sexy over there. I I have a feeling that there there there's some overtones to those commercials. Just throwing that out there. Not everything anyway, is bad. Yeah, the, the other thing I do want to put out there, uh, I wanted to talk about some some things. You know, we talked about what we've been watching in the in the time that we've been all stuck in the house. I got really excited. Netflix just put out uh, this past week, and I started watching this with my kid dead with a little doubt. No, not dead to me. Oh. Uh, Avatar. <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender, animated series that was on Nickelodeon, really, really good show. Uh, got the got the little O'Dowd deeply into it. Also has a very good spinoff, uh, I think called Korra is the name of the shows. Check them out. They're very, very good. You can watch them with kids. You don't have to watch them with kids. they got some great stuff. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan shit all over the series with this terrible movie of the same name. But Avatar The Last Airbender series... Uh, was in the early 2000s, I would say like 2006 or so. Uh, three seasons, won't take you long. Really good stuff, good compelling story. Check it out. And with that, oh, if you have, if you haven't, uh, for those of us who are watching what we do in the shadows, if you haven't seen the last episode uh, of that, we mentioned Taika Waititi yeah. earlier as well. You know who's one of those, but. Mark Hamill played a guest role as a vampire in the last episode, and it was so hilarious watching him take off his vampire cloak like it was the Jedi robe. It was absolutely hilarious. (laughs) Everything about that show is genius. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, them them supporting a local small-town volleyball team. Oh, God. And Billy Bass. (laughs) He was holding Billy Billy Bass Bass like it was the most rare thing in the world. (laughs) Good stuff. Oh, and you mentioned... You mentioned season one, just real quick. You mentioned um, uh, Blade earlier, but they did season yeah. in one episode of season one when they brought in all yeah. different vampires that were all part of different movies or different shows, and they had uh, uh, Wesley Snipes as Blade on Skype because they couldn't get the rights to have him there, and he's just on this worse, the terrible video of Skype that keeps breaking up. Right. Was absolutely was awesome. hilarious. You guys really <laughs> got to check this show out. Seriously, it's on FX. Um, What's Lock it called? What we do, what in, we the do in the shadows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rick's hey, not watching. Quick. No, I, I, I will watch it. But real quick, what the earthquake underwater? What were you talking about earlier, Platt? So in Avengers Endgame. Oh, sorry, I spoke. No, go no. ahead, go ahead. We're set, we're about to say the same thing, Pat. Go ahead, bro. So in Avengers Endgame, there's a scene where Black Widow is getting a report from all the different people who are still left alive after the snap. And, um, shoot, I'm going to forget her name. Okoyo. Okoyo, yeah. Damn it. I don't, sorry, man. That's terrible. She's reporting that they check out an uh, earthquake that occurred underneath uh, in the ocean along yeah. something. And Black Widow was like, well, what are we, how do we handle it? And she's like, we handle it by not handling it. And uh, sounds like they should have handled it. So 
that that a lot of people are speculating that that was something going on with Namor and Atlantis. Gotcha. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, we're going to do a quick once around real quick because that'll bring us to the end of this edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, again, great discussion, everybody. Uh, why don't we uh, we'll start today with we'll start with Rick. Tell everybody where to find you. Uh, listen and I, I guess um, hate tweet you. Uh, hey, tweet. You can send hate tweets all day uh, at the Big Rick sixty two on Twitter. Weekly Blitz Sports Podcast is coming back. We'll find out more information on that next week, as that it will be a big part of the Chair Shot Entertainment section. But other than that, man, just keep listening to this podcast and and all the other ones that the Chair Shot has to offer. It's really really good, such good shit. Tony, you can find me at PC Tony. You can also find me on the podcast known as DWI at DWI at Podcast DWI for Jeezy Crazy. Uh, me and C Platt over there at Pod is War. We're finishing up. Uh, Tonight, last dance. It's going to happen. I really yeah. wish I'd gotten in on that show with you guys. Well, don't worry because the following week, we're going to try and get as many people as we can to kind of do a whole retrospect on the series. So look forward to that on the chair. That shit was my childhood. That's all. That that, that was my childhood. I, I fucking love those I, teeth. I'm looking forward to having more people in a larger discussion on that show because myself, Platt, Ray Cash have been doing a great job of kind of going over that. I know you guys have been following along with the series. I know a ton of people have been watching it. So have no fear. We're going to review 9 and 10. That'll be up Monday night. Uh, it, it was up yesterday as far as this podcast goes, kayfabe style. But the following week, we're going to get as many people on as we can to kind of review and retalk that. Uh, my partner exclusive, uh, exclusively in crime for more than 20 years, DPP over there. He's kind of embarrassed right now. I couldn't say exclusively. Yeah, what? DPP, Me? hetero life partner. <laughs> hetero, hetero life mate. Thanks, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. My, uh, my, you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs, and it's me, DPP, and the aforementioned DWI podcast is also on Facebook at facebook.com slash DWI podcast. Mr. Ungar. You can uh, find me on Twitter at AttitudeAGG and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Bring us home, Mr. Platt. Hey, man, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. As Tony alluded to, we are doing a special anthology episode about the last ride, the or the last dance, rather, the podcast or the documentary about Michael Jordan and those bulls. You can catch us out there. You can also catch me on the Around the Blocks with Mike Knox podcast with Mike Knox. That's going to show up where podcasts are provided and obviously always at Pod is War. It's myself, the Commissioner PC Tunney, and Andrew Belaz. It's basically part of the interruption meets first take with the volume turned up to 25. So you, if you enjoy that type of thing, holler at us. But more importantly than everything I just said, if you enjoy the content that we provide to you here at thechairshot.com day in and day out, make sure that we can keep providing that content by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up a chair shot t-shirt. We've got something for everybody. Again, if you enjoy everything we do, Show us some love. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. Please and thank you. Thank you and please remember the chairshot.com. It's not just a website, folks. It's a movement. And always use your head. K.
God, we're gonna have to clip that last part and make that part of the commercials. Say, man, Jeez. nice. We probably should uh, be watching the last ride. That's a good documentary as well. Yes, there are plans for that already. All right, uh, yeah, yeah, we, all right. Yeah. stay uh, tuned. Yeah. Hashtag uh, stay tuned. Excellent. Be on the lookout for that. And hashtag I am humble. Hashtag humble. Boy, cut. You're just gonna talk right over me, huh? <laughs> it's just anyway. And I'm Patrick O'Dowd. You can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me here every Tuesday on Bandwagon Nerds and on Wednesday when I team up with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales to do the Chair Shot Radio. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you again to everybody coming in today. Welcome to the group plat for today. It was a nice surprise. Glad we got you past the technical difficulties that's going to do it for us here at Bandwagon Nerds. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Now get yourself out of the basements, get some sun, and maybe watch Deadpool 1 and 2. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.